you got to hype me up here. It's not going to work unless you hype me up. Tiger, you can do anything you want. Thanks for calling me, Tiger. Thanks, Dad. No portobello, man. Uh, what's up with you, Adam? What's going on? Uh, Just rolled out of bed, uh, poured a cup of coffee, and jumped on the Jumped on the radio. You oh, know. nice. You got to get up earlier, dude. I had, uh, you know what happened to me? So I'm going to tell you what being a homeowner is like sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Later on. I woke up in the middle of the night about three o'clock in the morning and my furnace was running and I thought it was making a weird noise. So I went to check on it and it's fine. It's an old furnace. But then what happens when you get in the situation is you realize, shit, my furnace is old. It's going to have to get replaced soon. And not only that, you start to realize, oh, my water heater right next to it. Guess what? That's really old, too. And I'm going to have to replace that soon, too. (laughs) And then as you're kind of going through it, you start looking at the plumbing situation and that you're. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to this. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Seeing that stuff can be become upsetting and lead us down a a wayward path. Yeah. (laughs) And because so I I want to move my water heater because my the former owners of this house. I applaud them for um, they built rooms like there's a storage room in the room where I record in down in the basement. Mm-hmm. But what happened is when, when they did it, they enclosed the area where the water heater and furnace are. So you can get you can get to the furnace really easily. But the water heater is like tucked just to the point where like there's a wall next to it and then the chimney and the furnace. And so like it's in order to get that out. You're going to have to do it the same time you replace your furnace. So, or unless you want to take down walls and I don't want to take down any walls to get it out of there. So like yeah. this, all this stuff, like it's three in the morning, I'm down in a basement. So I get the tape measure and I start <laughs> measuring shit and saying like, can I squeeze it out this way, baby? And but before you know it, like, and then I go on Google looking at like, uh, prices and like, maybe, maybe I can put, uh, uh, a tankless water heater in over by my, and I, I go through all these scenarios before you know it, I go back to bed at five o'clock in the morning. Oh man, <laughs> bad vibes in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Not only is it bad vibes in the basement because I have that kind of a shit show just waiting to happen, but I also have a ghoul that lives down here too. So, Oh, that's I right. Mean, he, he or she, it is, uh, is there with me trying to process this. So I at least appreciate the company while I'm going through this, <laughs> but yeah, so it does. I, I'm not going to say that as a homeowner, that's not a nightly occurrence, but it happens every once in a while where you just go on this existential dread kind of. Yeah. Thing. It was, it's been pretty cold, pretty nipply out. Yeah. It's been a really cold winter. I'm so my, my furnace is actually 26 years and it's still chugging along right on. Yeah, it's still got still on Obama Obamacare. <laughs> it's yeah, it signed up for Obamacare, <laughs> so it should last just a little bit longer. Ne- yeah, next year though, it's got to get kicked off. <laughs> Hopefully, they can do some kind of thing where they can subsidize uh, my furnace replacement. Oh, that'd be Dude, sweet. Find a tax credit. Yeah, like do a thing where if I get a more efficient furnace i get like the a tax write-off or something i mean they already give uh tax write-offs for homeowners in different ways so why not add to it why not show my privilege of being able to own being a millennial homeowner 
is already a privilege in itself. So why don't you add yeah. on top of that by giving me free money so I can basically put it in a new <laughs> furnace? Thanks. That'd be wild. Yep. So, what what else is going on with you, Adam? It's Super Bowl Sunday. Are you excited? Yep. Going to work. Oh yeah. Be working every day still. Fuck. Yeah. Until I think the end of February. Are you at least making a lot of overtime? Yeah. It's yeah, double paychecks. That's nice. For now. I mean for now. And then it won't be enough. Yeah. Be a little little sad. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. you, dude. I'm still working like fifty five hours a week, but I still got my Mondays and or my Sundays, my Saturdays and Sundays. Nice. So, they still haven't taken that from yeah, me. And they they never will. I'll fight <laughs> tooth and nail if I can. Yeah. But since we're on the topic of uh nickeling dime until you die, another thing I want to bitch and complain about before we get started is cars are another poverty trap. <laughs> yeah, they are. Cuz like I'm coming up on the end of my brake and uh tire life and so I'm going to have to get those replaced too. And so it's like a good kick in the nuts at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Tires 600 bucks yeah i don't even know how much brakes cost yeah i don't want to i don't want to disappoint you with bad news <laughs> it's fine <laughs> they're expensive what i mean if in, in good years you can you'll have only one of those as a problem yes in good years and we'll get to those eventually um we just have to wait until we retire oh wait <laughs> <laughs> never retire that is kind of crazy though like um we we joke like cars are a poverty trap, but they kind of are. Like if you're low income, you're spending like all that money just to fix your car up, just so you can get the work. Yeah, and the car paint or uh, car insurance. I mean, sometimes you can bundle and and save, but yeah, can't happen every time. You're saving money, yeah, and then you file an insurance claim, and they fight you tooth and nail to cover it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, your credit score's bad. Fuck you. We're <laughs> We're charging you double. Yeah. You want a fucking loan? What's your credit score? Oh, fuck you, dude. I'll give you the loan. You know, but I thought I heard something in like Michigan. It's like $300 for car insurance. Like the state has like, it's like three times like the national average or something uh, because cars in Michigan. Ford, Ford Motor Company. Is that even still sometimes? Sometimes I don't even know if that still exists in there. Ford, <laughs> yeah. yeah, is it still in Detroit? Ford, Ford is still there. It is still there. <laughs> and can we get our can we get our fact checkers on that uh, insurance thing you're talking about? Um, yeah, yo, we'll get we'll, you'll get back to us. Okay, sounds good. My fact checker is actually the ghoul that lives in my basement. So <laughs> pointing at him right now, him him or her, I'm not sure. Um, but it's Super Bowl Sunday, and. It's time for uh, commercialism to shine. Yeah, th- we're we're praying for the the best commercials this year. Yes, it's kind of wild because like it, it, the Super Bowl is something. It seems like, I, and listeners, you can email in on this, but it seems like everybody in America gets involved with it. They they and some one way or the other, they tend to like either be on like some kind of sports board at work. Or they'll watch it or just can go hang out with friends. It's like a social event kind of thing. Yep. But they did a poll and it said like 25% of people just watch it for the commercials. They don't even watch it for the game. It might be even higher than that. 
they just like to have their TV on. It's a good metaphor for America. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what controversies arrive because I'm sure a couple of them will will be horny commercials. Yeah, horny commercials or ones that or or like super woke ones that will just like trigger all of our uncles. Like their blood pressure is just gonna shoot. <laughs> They're gonna take a dip or a, a chip and put it in the dip, and then their their blood pressure will shoot through the rough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too woke, or the one that they'll, they'll blow out of the house like a hot water heater. Like uh, like the one commercial. What was it, a couple of years ago that was that that was trying to be woke but missed the mark. It was the Kylie Jenner one that gave a Pepsi to the cop or whatever, and then. Uh, woke twitter like woke <laughs> twitter like threw a fit about it saying like you're not going to solve anything with this or whatever it's just like it's a commercial <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like it's just it's garbage because that's all commercials are it's just like these dumb little well during the super bowl they're like dumb little comedy movies trying to yeah. get us buy this product yeah i don't think i've 30 second vignettes yeah i don't think i've ever bought something that I saw like a Super Bowl commercial and be like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. The one that might have tempted me was the GoDaddy Go, but I don't even know what that's about. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just like those commercials. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you a football fan at all or no? American no. football. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to play football as like a small child, but I asked my mom if it was tackle and she said no. And I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> wasn't tough enough. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, the pussification of America was happening even back then. <laughs> I, I played through my freshman year. Um, yeah, I think I remember seeing a picture of you in the yearbook. Yeah, this is. Yeah. 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 I played through my freshman year and then I quit. I just didn't want to play anymore. I still like, I like football is my one sport. I still like, and, uh yeah that's it i'm kind of i I really don't care who wins tonight i'm just hoping for a good game yeah. i i'd like to see the Bengals Bengals oh, win yeah me too me but too. matt good. stafford played with the lions for so long that now that he's playing with the rams he kind of deserves in i mean if you're playing that many seasons with the lions yeah. taking the l year after year yeah you yep. deserve a super bowl yep. <laughs> so we'll see what happens Oh, you know what I did do? I I watched that j- show Jack Reacher. How was that? It's fucking dope, man. Is it? It's so good. Is it? See a lot of you see a lot of bones crushed. Oh, damn, mm. dude. What uh? What is that on? Amazon. Okay. It it kind of reminds me of Banshee. I don't know if you ever started that. No, I I. But, it's not. But similar similar themes of wait, violence. Don't you remember the rule? Like you guys recommend shows to me, I have to wait five years before i can watch it okay that, fine, uh, fine. I'll, I'll that's my that. rule because i did that with law well then you can start banshee and <laughs> <laughs> i did I, I uh yeah i'll start banshee way before i start jack reacher i'm just letting you know that now because that's what it's only eight only eight episodes that's what i'm ar- i already started rewatching it like the day after <laughs> couldn't get it off of it just do it yeah i made that rule after kevin uh recommended longmire to me and so i had to no, Kevin, you're just wrong. Don't even know what that's about. You're Dude, wrong. Come on, Longmire's a great show. We've had this discussion before <laughs> on the podcast. It is a great, wholesome Western neo-Western show. I, I'm a Yellowstone boy. All right, fair enough. I did watch one episode. Of Yellowstone. It goes hard, but if you're watching it on Peacock commercials and 
I don't do. I don't. I don't fuck with. Commercial. I actually just got Peacock Premium today, uh, just so I oh, just really? so I can watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I just spent five bucks, and I have another streaming service now. This is this is what America does to you. Like you just you, you spend a little extra money just to get that little tease, and yeah, and then you'll end up canceling it. So it's like I'll probably forget, and then I'll just have Peacock recurring charge. Yeah, that, that's kind of how it works. I mean, that's my sister got it for Yellowstone, and I don't think she ever watched another show, but she's been paying for it for over a year now. Yeah, <laughs> I did that with um, Kevin's going to hit me hard with this, but that's what he, he warned me when I did that with my WoW account. I got six mm-hmm. months, and he's like, dude, you should cancel it. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I did. And then I got charged for another six months. So he's going to own me next time he hears, oh, hears no. this because he was right. I forgot to cancel it. And I got charged another six months. <laughs> and that, now it is canceled for sure i went and canceled after like are you fucking kidding me i thought i canceled that but i didn't so it happens <laughs> but well should we move on to some real news yeah um ha- has there been a lot of love and friendship going on abroad <laughs> not that i've seen i mean the olympics are going right that's sh- that's about love yeah we right? can talk about I- have you been watching the olympics <laughs> at all no, not a lick. I I saw a picture of I think Putin and G, and I think you said something about pancakes. I don't know. What that's I, there about. was a video from like five years ago or something. I found a video on YouTube of G and Putin making pancakes, and I don't <laughs> think I have ever seen Putin so happy. Like I'll, I'll we'll put we'll uh, I'll send it to Kevin when he posts it, so he can put it in the show notes, so you can all see uh, Xi Jinping and um, Vladimir Putin making pancakes. It's just like a wholesome, wholesome <laughs> moment for uh, uh, non-Western countries, I guess, or the non-Western rivals. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I haven't been watching the Olympics. I'm not really into the Olympics that much. But yeah, I, I did. So, coincidentally, because I, I think I mentioned this in our group chat, is that during the 2008 Beijing Olympics, Russia invaded Georgia at the time which is quite the coincidence now that Russia yeah. has all them troops on the border of Ukraine during the Beijing Olympics today. And, you know, it kind of reminds me, well, another Olympics in 1936, you know, a lot of things kicked off around then yeah. too. And, you know, we we went the way of the dad and talked about World War II last last. Yeah, last, you and know. I heard that you uh, made the correction on the last show, so thank, thank you for doing that. Yep. Yep. I I only uh multiplied the casualties by ten, so a factor of ten. We can uh but. we can kind of dig into that a little bit, I guess, some more. Um I guess the thing I want to talk about the Russia Ukraine thing is that how it seems the US both the government and the corporate media in the United States turned the volume up to eleven immediately mm-hmm. and decided just to go full escalation mode. While, while at the same time, we're trying to de-escalate here, but it's going to happen any minute. Like, you know, kind of like, it's yeah. just like, it's, it almost to me sounds like they're saying to Putin, just do it, bro. We're waiting. <laughs> you know, kind of like, I don't know if it's like a, like they're trying to be a tough guy and be like, just do it, bro. Just do it. Just do it. And like, <laughs> then he does it and they're like, oh shit. But like, I don't know. What do you think? It's like, he won't, he won't do it. Yeah. They're just like trying to tease him to do it because... I guess uh, Vladimir Putin has kind of developed quite an ego, which happens when you're in that kind of position or yeah. time. 
And so maybe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to play into his ego. So he's like, you're not that tough, bro. You're not that tough, whatever. And it's like, they're trying to get him to invade. Because they just want to like pump a bunch of money into Eastern Europe militarily in the NATO. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think the U.S. really gives a shit about Ukraine. Um, I think they're, they're just more looking to like build up the military again. I mean, I think kind of a perfect storm. Well, not a perfect storm. It's It's really just the U.S. is weak right now. Like, politician, the Democrats are so unpopular right now. Yep. Like, just the failure, fair, failure of, like, you know, trying to quarantine COVID. And I I just see it, you know, with elections coming up in 2022, or, duh, this fall. Fuck. Um, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's coming up in eight months. And usually conflicts, they... They can't be resolved very quickly. So this would be a perfect time for Russia to hit Ukraine. I mean, if it's if it's worried about the U.S., the U.S. is probably never weaker than right now. Yeah, we can't. Politically, politically. Yeah, I mean, we can't get our shit together. And like. I mean, our military budget has been increased every year. So in that regard, we've never been better. But <laughs> the political will is. <laughs> the only the only bipartisan support we have is uh the military and how to like bomb as many people as we possibly can yeah which is the most disgusting thing to be a bipartisan about honestly <laughs> but like you're you're right because i think you even said in our chat uh you said something like russia's gonna take ukraine and the dems are gonna lose the the midterm elections because yep. they're gonna look weak and i i don't know but that probably plays into um Putin's calculus about like what he should do and when he should do it because he's like we got to try to get Trump back in there or something so like we got to make the Republicans win big so we got to make Democrats look like weak little bitch boys or whatever and like whether or not it's true like just like any controversy of like Biden and Ukraine and his son like doesn't matter if it's true or not like that's that's in come election season or the presidential one like that's going to be in people's minds too like just yeah what what is it like i hear i hear this conspiracy going around it's like uh biden wants russia to invade ukraine so he can hide like hunter's involvement with burisma or something or whatever that it's about (laughs) that's like that is such a dumb thing like you know like that that is such a dumb argument yeah like i think everybody knows Hunter Biden's story at this point and it's actually pretty wild and and really sad honestly yeah he's like with his addiction problems and but like I I seriously doubt Biden wants Russia to invade Ukraine just to cover up his son's involvement with some Ukrainian yeah. energy company that is, a, this is so dumb that is so <laughs> dumb I was curious kind of you talked about kind of I guess you talked about kind of false flag operations and then you're like, Oh, they're just talking about that. They're, they're theorizing like, that's how it's going to go down. You saw some article. Or oh, something, I well, yeah, no, because like they, uh, the U S always talks about like Russia's going to plan some kind of false flag thing, false flag operation to justify an invasion of Ukraine. It's like, who's is Russia going to do it? Or is this point, or is the CIA going to do it? Like who's who, yeah. like, that's what, I mean, I think this is the problem we're at 
and I think this is a good thing. Like we touch on this all the time in the podcast. It's just like we don't even know who to believe anymore in the kind of sense of like because I don't like when I hear the kind of rhetoric that comes out of uh what's the national security advisor like Jake Sullivan and uh out of like uh other White House officials and then I hear stuff from the corporate media all I hear is just uh they already like it's happening any minute like you know what I mean like but but Putin hasn't made up his mind but it's happening you know like it's just it's just constantly like it's it's trying to add pressure to the situation or like escalate it. It, it, it doesn't seem to be any de-escalation to it at all or like an attempt to de-escalate. Yeah. I, Cause like just weird, sometimes weird stuff just happens in history and you don't, you don't know what to make of it. Like for example, when like the entire uh, executive cabinet of Poland went down in a plane crash. Yeah. In a, uh, Smolensk. Weird. Uh, weird when they're going to com- like commemorate um the the massacre at Katyn, where like twenty to forty thousand like Polish officers and intelligentsia were murdered by the Soviets. Stalin's executioner killed like fourteen fourteen thousand people with a pistol. Jesus Christ! And the and the whole executive branch just went down in a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm going to commemorate it it's weird thing. but you know putin laid a wreath i that honestly that fucking broke my brain back like you want the story of me like that that's it <laughs> like i thought i had like escaped like alex jones con- conspiracy type shit <laughs> but then that happens yeah like i i was finally healed like <laughs> did it <laughs> and then that happens I like, and I was going to write my, I was literally writing my paper on the Katyn massacre in college for some Russian history class. And that, that broke my brain. (laughs) April 10th, I think I, that happened. And my paper got turned in on a couple days later. I was like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Unattended consequences of events in history. I always think of, uh, the lone Serbian gunman. In Sarajevo, who decided this yeah. that accidentally started the First World War, you know, Gabriel Prince. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I thought that guy would have been like executed, but he wasn't. He actually died in prison of tuberculosis. Interesting. I, I never. Would Dan have Carlin had a good good point about that. He said if if he would have known what would have happened because of like his deeds, he probably wouldn't have <laughs> shot Archduke. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. It's like, God, if I'm going to start that world war, then I probably shouldn't pull the trigger here. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, if you look into that that whole story, too, and that's always interesting to me, is that was an accident, too. Because mm-hmm. they missed the first opportunity to assassinate him, and they just yeah. happened to pass the cafe that they were at or something. something like, mm-hmm. It's like, that's crazy. Like, that is just such a random act that just tumbles an entire world into a world war like an accident basically and that's kind of the danger with like the russia ukraine thing tie that together an accident can escalate this to full-blown nuclear war you know yeah one one man yeah or woman one human being can change the course of history yeah and i mean maybe (laughs) i mean (laughs) 
Gabriel was probably a little hungry that day, so he went to go get a sandwich. <laughs> he was he was stress eating because he missed the assassination attempt the first time. He's like, fuck! So he had to go get a little something from the cafe, and then he's like, "Give me, give me the sliced pastrami, please. Give it, put put some, <laughs> put a little extra on top, you know, extra mustard you, you today." In <laughs> his little Sammy, and he came out and was like, "Oh my god, here's my chance!" Pastri- pastrami falls out of his <laughs> mouth. Runs out of the shot. <laughs> oh my god! But I, I mean, you can. What I like about history in that that sense is that it is kind of random and random stuff that causes it. But you can kind of think of the First World War kind of plays into even like what's happening now because Russia took Serbia's side because they Russia stood believe themselves like the champions of the slavic peoples yeah and yeah. nobody fucks with my little brother except yeah me. so and that that kind of plays into the romanticism in the ultra nationalist kind of like rush like the putin putin theater of thought they like because they don't believe ukraine and the ukrainian people are like their own separate entity they believe that they're yeah. all one one people and so that's kind of like that paper that Putin wrote kind of dives into like his romantic vision of like where Russia goes from here and what, what it is and the history that goes behind it and everything. Yeah. As if you want like an understanding of how we got to today, it, it, it's, I mean, that's kind of what it is. And I think we're living in a period of time where that there's a lot of that going on where like, there's this romantic, um, vision of what the past was and they're yeah. trying to rebuild it yeah i guess uh the modern age is strangling romanticism <laughs> yes it's like romanticism is in like the nursing home or whatever and it's like neoliberalism's coming over with the pillow yeah like, it, and i yeah I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, this could be an interesting discussion beyond that because, like, there is a point to be made that Western culture and especially American culture, that neoliberal capitalist culture, kind of smothers to death a lot of other. Like, what's it like? It's kind of like a parasite. Yeah, the beauty, the beauty of the world, a I parasite mean- that infects that country and then like sucks the soul out of it, kind of thing. And that's a that's one of the reasons. Like, if you want to look into like why the Iranian Revolution happened in 1979 a lot of it had to do with um i mean besides us overthrowing their their democratically elected government reinstalling the shah who had a brutal police force that repressed the people but beyond that they saw like western influence just like kind of almost erasing um their their culture that they know and it has that 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 backlash and that, I mean, that plays a role into it. And like, and, and you can argue like, well, with, the, with, with like Western influence comes more freedom or, um, that's not necessarily the case. Cause what, like the West has basically raped and pillaged its way to where it's at now and exploited yeah. countries around the world. But I mean, I don't know what I'm trying to, what I'm actually trying to say, but it's, it's, since it's like people in these countries sometimes feel like their culture is being erased by a force that's alien to them. Yeah. Like we, we corrupted everything and 
like at the expense of the other person's culture or like way of life. Like we greased every palm to, I guess the West has greased every palm and the rest of the world has suffered for it. Yeah. And even, um, I am. But yeah. Just, oh, just one quick yeah. thing. Just a reminder. That was the CIA that did all that. Yeah. Stuff. The CIA overthrew uh, the communist elected leader of, uh, of Iran and then uh, installed the Shah. So, I mean, <laughs> this is like, we do this shit to ourselves all the time, but, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I'm not like, I got to tread lightly here because I am not, if I, I, I'm anti-strongman. I don't like Putin. I don't mm-hmm. like Donald Trump. I don't like the cult of personality that comes out of hyper-nationalistic, you know, mantras. But there is a sense like when, when Putin, when he talks a lot about like why he's doing what he's doing or whatever, quote unquote, he blames like the West in the sense like you guys said X, X, Y, and Z in the 90s about how you're going to do whatever with Russia. There's going to be some kind of partnership. And you guys just told me to fuck off or something. I'm paraphrasing hardcore here. But I think a lot of it seems like there there's some kind of betra- like when, when the Soviet Union collapsed, we just kind of let Russia just be eaten alive by like oligarchs and um you know what i mean like there was no yeah yeah when the state sold all their assets i think there's some resentment uh, resentment from you know putin-like people of like what happened following the fall of the soviet union Mm -hmm. and they blame the west for that yeah i sometimes because i know putin had like a childhood friend that was like became a billionaire i think he is one of those oligarchs but I don't know enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about it, but Putin, yeah, he he looked like a skinny cat back he, then. And... I guess he grew up really poor, and so, like, his whole yeah. goal, like, it seems like, is just to enrich himself and his family. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of, like, it, it's self-serving. And so now, at this point, I think he's at legacy building portion where he's trying to rebuild a new vision of the old Russian empire or something like that. Yeah. Which is stupid. I mean... Bottom line is all these countries need to, every country has the right to self-determination without threat of military or economic uh, force being taken against them. Like if the people of that country want to be part of the, if, if the people of Ukraine want to be part of the EU, they should be allowed to do that without Russian interference. If the people of Ukraine want to be more Eastern centric, more close to Moscow, they should be allowed to do that without threat from the EU or the United States or NATO. It's basically as mm-hmm. simple as that. It's the people of Ukraine yeah. should decide their own future without anybody mm-hmm. else saying what, what I see the hamster wheel turning. I know. <laughs> yeah. We're just enjoying like our 32nd pause of, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I really hope that there's like a stand down and there's no invasion and we just put some, cold water on the situation you know what i mean like yeah calm down because like we were talking about earlier like in history it's it's just accidents that caused the worst shit yeah i don't want like a cuban missile crisis type situation where where somebody somebody in a sub just decides to launch the new exactly you know i i did hear like on like this happened once i think it I think it actually was like during the Cuban Missile Crisis, but 
there was a sub and they were kind of cut off and i guess the u.s navy uh was throwing out some like depth depth charges and the soviets and the submarine thought um like they were being attacked or something and so they were all set to launch the nuke and usually in the situation um the captain of the sub and the political commissar um if they're in agreement they could launch the nuke but in this situation there i guess there were two captains in the submarine and one of them was like no we're not being attacked we're just being signaled to like surface or something and that's like literally only because there was two guys there or i mean one guy he stopped world war three yeah and that's there's also actually are you not sure if that one's true or not but you just heard it i i heard it recently but i don't i don't know I'm pretty sure it was within the context of like the Cuban Missile Crisis. There, there are so many stories, and here's something that can frighten you like crazy. There are so many stories like that, and uh, I just pulled one up real quick. The guy was name was Stanislav Petrov, and this is the Wikipedia page. But um, on September 26, 1983, three weeks after the Soviet military had shot down Korean Airlines Flight 007, Petrov was the duty officer at the command center for the Oko nuclear early warning system when the systems reported that a missile had been launched from the United States, followed by up to f- followed by up to five more missiles. Petrov dropped the reports to be a false alarm and this this and his decision to disobey orders against Soviet military protocol is credited with have preventing uh, a retaliatory nuclear strike on the United States and its NATO allies that could have resulted in large scale nuclear war that could have wiped out half the population of the countries involved. Like, a gl- it was basically a glitch. I've heard this story so many times. Like, a glitch in the Soviets' early warning system that mm-hmm. made it seem like we had five missiles heading towards the Soviet Union. And he was just like, no, nah, dog, that's impossible. Like, no way this is happening. And he just said, nope. And, it, like, prevented world nuclear war. Like, the multiple different times that has happened... Um during the course of okay here's a list of list of nuclear close calls like there's one in 1956 1960 1961 two in 1961 two in 1962 65 67 69 and on for like so there's so many different events where there were nuclear close calls <laughs> that could have caused basically the eradication of the planet like that's why we can't fuck around in these situations where like we're talking about wars between nuclear powers. That's why we need to de-escalate because it is ultimately going to be an accident that is going to bring down the fall of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the scariest part about it. Uh, there's also a story about how um, I remember hearing this one in North Carolina. At one point, the U S was doing like a, like a, some kind of training operation and a nuclear bomb like mm-hmm. fell off, fell off. Oh. And like landed in some like small town in North Carolina, and there's also I during the Iraq War, I guess <laughs> the Air Force loaded like these nuclear missiles or something on a plane, like a, it was like a bomber or something. They mm-hmm. flew it across the country without proper authorization because you have to. It's like protocol has to be followed, like 
to the T with this kind of stuff. They landed and it just sat there overnight with like nuclear weapons like loaded on this plane or something until they realized what happened. So like this happens a lot. <laughs> Whoops, clerical. Yeah. So the scariest part I always say about I I I honestly hold the stance that nuclear powers will not go to war with each other. Period. Full stop. It will never happen. However, an accident could happen that causes the war. There will be no deliberate act of war between two nuclear powers, but an accident is what could cause it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think about how many times I've been dumb and like been told to do something and I don't really know how to do it and <laughs> just kind of go through like just how stupid accidents happen. Yes. Like through incompetence and like trying to not appear dumb and doing the dumb thing. <laughs> it's just like humans are just like these evolved like dumb animals or something and like we just have nuclear weapons now. It's like it's fine. Yep. Like I think it was, so, so, some some like like I sit on my couch eating chips like a fat slob and like someone like me is probably in charge of like nuclear silos, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like it's just kind of, it's crazy. So yeah, just want peace brother. Yep. (laughs) Right. Should should we move on from this? Cause now I'm kind of like anxious. I might accidentally press the wrong key and that could spiral out of control and somehow cause nuclear war. (laughs) Do you want to talk about the truckers? Yeah, they're, the truckers are on hold, I guess, or right. I mean, you talked about some of them like getting uh towed out last night. I think. Yeah, uh, I heard there was some. Last I heard, there was some standing firm. They're on the. They're clearing clearing them out of uh, the Ambassador Bridge that connects Windsor, Canada, Windsor, Ontario, to uh, Detroit, Michigan. And I guess like twenty five percent of the trade between the U.S. and Canada goes over that bridge. Okay, wow. so that yeah. that that being clogged is a major um, economic whatever. Uh, it'd be an economic problem, and it's like all these all these fucking people who like bitching like bitching complain about like Joe Biden's calling an inflation inflation are like yeah go truckers. It's like if you stop all that trade, it's going to raise inflation even more. You know, like yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's- I like regardless of I guess ideology, I do like it when the worker sticks it to the man and I I don't know. I guess I I kind of think it's cool it's hap- I don't it's, know. Like I know what you're saying. I guess the problem with like these protests in particular is that the, some mm-hmm. of the founders are yeah, they're bastards. They're like white supremacists right. and like yeah. E- yep. evil like evil sons of bitches basically however it seems like most of the people who are like going to downtown ottawa are like because they like set up like bouncy castles and like have barbecues and like they're just they're just like in the middle of winter they're canadians they're 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 being a little bit polite about it i'm sure yeah it's just uh just causing a little disruption but i mean it just a little ruckus buddy yeah, it's it's stupid I, in my opinion it's stupid because they, they're just complaining it started as like we don't like truckers shouldn't have to be vaccinated to cross the border because like in order to cross the international border from canada to the united states those truckers have to be 
vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that was the main point. Yep. Like, we're like, nope, not getting vaccinated. So it's nice to see that we have uh, American style brain rot in other parts of the world because it, it escalated, like, it didn't just escalate to that. It's now more of like an anti government, more right wing kind of mm-hmm. um, populist movement. And it seems like, and I, it, what I kind of talked about in the chat too is, uh, it seems like that's those are the only people really, you know, making a fuss now, is the, like the the right wingers and nationalists are just making a fuss about everything. I feel like whatever, yeah, whatever momentum. I go ahead. I was gonna say, like these these are people that <laughs> maybe not a lot of experience with HR culture, and like they're fine. Like this is their first encounter with it, because I think that's basically kind of what a lot of government has evolved into i don't you know do you know like, what i'm saying just the bureaucracy of it like yeah like i gotta check all these boxes and stuff or like i'm not gonna have a job yeah. <laughs> you know no and i i agree with you i think a lot of just like in, in in the united states i think a lot of rural canadians are like people who live in rural america where like mm-hmm. they don't want somebody who lives 10,000 or like not 10,000 miles like a thousand miles away to, to tell them they can't have like a fence on their property or something like that you know like i, I i'm kind yeah. of you know making shit up at this point yeah. but it's just like why not why can't i yeah or it's just like or uh it's like you don't even live here yeah, and it's just <laughs> like or they've been doing something for years and now uh you know, there's some new regulation that comes along and they're like, no, you can't do that anymore. And there's probably good reason for some of that regulation. But in their mind, they're just like, why? I've been doing this for like 25 years kind of thing. And yeah, I think that's I think you're right on that on that fact. I think a lot of these people are like small town people that don't like yeah. the, the people in the capital telling them what to what to do. Yeah. Or they're trying to. They're forcing them to do something too quickly. Like they, they might come to their own conclude. Maybe it, it, I guess it kind of feels like the, the nanny state maybe. And sometimes that, like, I know that this idea of, I know better than you type thing. Yeah. And like we, everybody's come across that and everybody hates it. Like, like some of these man, I mean, they say that you know they're designed to protect us and stuff, and I, I do, I do think Canada, to their credit, you know they they do have a national healthcare system where, te- I mean technically they're all, um, dealed into that, where it's not like the the patchwork duct tape job we got here. Yeah. Where um, you go bankrupt for having cancer. Yeah, like, like our neighbors' health matters to them or up up there. Like that, that idea of caring for each other, like in theory exists up there where it it doesn't here. Yeah. And I just think that we're just, we're just so ingrained with individualistic, like rugged individualism. Yeah. Like thought it's like, you only have to care about you and your kin. That's it. Like your neighbor, your neighbor doesn't matter. But that sense of like, and I'll use this as an example, but that does exist and for some reason we're taught to not think of it in the terms of government-run programs and what i mean by that is like because i live in a small town 
It's like three thousand people live in this town. Mm-hmm. Well, I went. I was at the mar- or the grocery store yesterday, and I just had like a handful of things. I was just picking some stuff real quick, um, some stuff up real quick. And a guy had a small cart, and he was like putting his stuff on the counter to get checked out. And then he just looks at me and he sees um, me just says a few things. He's like, "Oh, you want to go in front of me?" Basically, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm fine. You can go ahead." And he's like, "No, you have less than I do." And he puts his stuff back in his cart and lets me go in front of him. And wow. so, w- what I'm saying is like, Good. yeah, in those in these rural communities, there is, I would say, a stronger sense of community than there are in big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit, I believe, um. There's not a lot of difference in like uh, diversity, I guess you could say, in in smaller towns. So like mm-hmm. the, the people don't have experience with like other people, so that's kind of like why they're afraid, I guess. But like, yeah. but what I'm saying is that that, that community aspect exists, but mm-hmm. in the terms of government programs, it's an absolute no. It's as if I'm going to help somebody, I'm going to do it myself. There's no there's mm-hmm. no collective like there's like no we don't. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, okay. Almost. So I guess what sometimes happens is, like, we think that there's going to be, like, <laughs> somebody else is going to help them then. And so we don't help that person. Like, instead of... I, I think... I can see a lot of that, too. Because, like, you know when you're driving down the highway and somebody's got, like, a blown-out yeah. tire? And you're like... Yeah, it's like somebody's the state. The state patrol will come by. Yeah, you know, like yeah, tri- AAA is on its yeah. way. I, I think there is an expectation of something like that, but I, I just, it's never in the form of a government service. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you're yeah. taught at this point if like you have extra government service, then it's communism or it's it's socialism, and that's bad. So you can't do it that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to help my neighbor, I'm only going to do it because I want to, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking about the Good Samaritan. <laughs> like, yeah, like the people that walk by. That's HR culture. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a system in place for that, so we don't have to worry about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's Lori's job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I think the I think the. I think the attitude is pretty much the same. And maybe that, because we've been talking so much on this podcast, it's like, how do we mobilize the working class kind of thing? And I think kind of what I said is that the, the community aspect, I think we have to work on expanding government programs. And because I think it's it's more well-received in cities. People tend to be more progressive when they live in cities. You know, they're more open mm-hmm. to like uh, immigration reform. They live around different people. They, they, they want more government services. And a lot of facts is that a lot of government services only exist in cities, in large metropolitan areas, and they don't come out to these cr- yeah. like um, rural areas. So I think what they need to do yeah. is expand these programs to have better access to these rural communities, but then teach, not teach, but like kind of like talk about how, like we're talking about, like these programs that we want to implement are this community spirit it, it is this community spirit that it already yeah, it ha- exists it has to be yeah. it, it already exists and you guys know it does and this is all that these programs are it's not socialism it, call it whatever you want call it community spirit if you want to um 
and we need to like do a better branding job about that's what this is. is we're we're going to take care of each other when times are tough. We're going to be here for each other because that's what your government's supposed to do. So, Adam, I feel like I've been talking this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, we. I don't know. You know, it's just been a long, a long winter, man. It's been really cold. Yeah, I guess it... I'm kind of sweating right now. <laughs> I, I layered up for this because my my feet were free, little ice cubes. <laughs> For toes. Yeah, I'm wearing socks right now too. It's cold. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's been unusually cold this winter. I just uh the the NPR weather guy was talking about that, the climatologist or whatever. Yeah. It's like well, it's been an unseasonably cold winter. And it has been. It's been freaking cold. Like really cold. Except for the tornado in December. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> What else is going on in the news? I mean, just we got a riff. I didn't. There it. This is a call to arms to rip. Something I wanted to talk rip talk about, and I can't remember what what it was. Um, um, G and Putin making pancakes. We touched on that. I would love some Russian borscht right now. That just sounds so Dude, good. I wish we had better relationships with Russia. I really wish because I like that is one of the places I want to visit. So like I, I want to go to Russia. I want to I want you know what I really want to do. I want to yeah, go on a battles tour in Eastern Europe and then go to Moscow, spend a couple days in Moscow, then take the Trans-Siberian train all the way to Vladivostok, which I hear is like six oh. days long. Holy and then shit. hang out in Vladivostok for a little bit and then fly to back to the States. That would yeah. be a sick trip. <laughs> that would be sick. I mean, I'd scary. probably get sick of the train, but I mean, you get to see all of Russia. It's this gigantic country. Yeah, I've never been on like the choo-choo train, I guess. <laughs> like I've only been on like the metro hell holes. I, uh, yeah, I've been uh, on the Amtrak one time when I lived in California I want I want to do that. I, I, I like trains. You know what I like to do sometimes? I think I've mentioned it before. Is I watched, uh, I wonder if it's still on Netflix. There's a Norwegian program called Slow TV. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. mounted the camera on, on in the front of the yeah. train, and you can just like watch. It's like eight hours long or something. Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> it makes you want to take a train ride. That was my introduction to Norwegian TV, and I was hooked ever since then. Because after that, I went and watched Lilyhammer, which was Netflix's first original series. It was a a, a, a deal between Netflix and some Norwegian um, public broadcasting company, and they made a show together, which is Sweet. awesome. And then after that, I watched a show called uh, Occupied. And I don't know. There's a bunch of Norwegian television out there that's prime. So yeah. check it out. It's not Norwegian, but uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, um, that's a fucking good show. That's Swedish, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, it's about uh, an autistic computer hacker. Cool. The, I guess Scandinavians are kind of like Minnesotans. They're like uh, trapped all in, in the wintertime in their homes, and they're just mm-hmm. coming up with creative stories in their head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Uh, well, in Iceland, one in nine people as an author that's crazy actually i i had this thought too because there's a lot of musicians that come out of iceland that are that are amazing and there is one if you like kind of it's like classical with with like with 
how do they how do they classical experimental electronica ambient film score the genres Olafur arnold's um is from iceland and he did a album called island songs in 2016 where there's actually a little you can go on youtube and watch the little film around it and he like travels to different parts of iceland and he has a different song that corresponds to it but each person like has he like talks to either one person or a group of people in each part and they have like mm-hmm. a story he tells them and one guy was like an old an older gentleman and he had like uh he was like a poet and he reads like a poem in one of his songs and it's just oh, like cool. Iceland is just like this this island filled with artists cuz now you're telling me like one yeah. and nine are authors and like the other eight are musicians apparently so i i don't know i guess there's nothing else to do up there except work on art i was watching something uh but i noticed it didn't seem like there were any trees like no i think it's because it's like all volcanic like yeah soil and stuff so i mean i'm sure like some have been imported but but like in before it was like widely populated or I guess it's always been sparse up there, but um, not a lot of trees. Just sort of, kind of like a beautiful wasteland. Yeah, like is that's where uh, that one? It was that uh, Pro- oh Prometheus was filmed. Oh, was that in? Yeah, it was in Iceland. That's cool. Yeah, Iceland is very beautiful, and it kind of reminds me of. Uh, have you ever heard of um, Svalbard in Norway? Um, it, it's like no. the northernmost. Just Google it real quick so you can see what I'm talking about. Svalbard, I'll uh, Svalbard or Zenkat. But it's it's like this. It's it's controlled by Norway, and it's like the northernmost island that has like any kind of population, and like the biggest town, I guess, is Longyearbyen. Longyearbyen. I don't know. I'm I'm messing this up. Hardcore. Oh, okay. I think this was in. <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> oh, was it? I, it just sort of had. I watched uh, I watched this YouTube video. These guys went went up there and they went. There's like there's a bunch of so apparently, in Svalbard, even though it's like under the administration of Norway, any country who signs like this accord that they had can go up there and mine. And so like the Soviets had like two mining towns up there, and one is still at well, one. Mm-hmm. Russia still has one active mine up there, but the other one's abandoned. So these guys went and like checked out like this this uh place up there and it's like damn dude that'd be a cool place to to visit because just like you said iceland it's kind of like a beautiful wasteland you know like there's mm-hmm. like the arctic as a whole kind of is i'm a big fan of arctic foxes i think they're cool as shit they're cute they are they're really adorable i always want to go to those uh those hot springs in iceland yeah. take a bath yeah all the people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. Just get naked, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be shy. We're all in here. We're all in this hot spring. Yeah, the... I just... I love saunas and, you know, hot... The idea of hot springs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think that's so cool. Yeah, that would be dope. Um, to... And uh, when I went to Oregon once, um, there's like this waterfall... And of course, there was some hippie guy like just being like showered by water naked. Of course, I, I was like, "Come on, dude!" <laughs> but I guess you know, if you 
why not i guess i mean you got we don't we don't live in nature enough maybe you should consider joining them be free be free you're like hey can you can you share a little bit of the waterfall with me bud just be free i'm trying to think of uh i i'm a sucker for um like winter like winterscapes like like i i as much as i bitch and complain about the cold in winter i i love i love it when it's like 30 degrees there's a snowstorm and you make a drive the next day and all the snow is stuck to the trees and shit like you you cannot beat that and i'm trying to think of northern japan what is the what is the northern island of japan called raul what is it (laughs) raul we need your help here um but i would love to visit like there because i hear they have beautiful winters and Mm-hmm. And and Japanese architecture is also very beautiful too. So you have like yes. you have yeah. the the snow covered on Japanese architecture. It's just like oh, it just makes you like feel all warm and fuzzy inside when you look at it. It's just like, oh, it's perfect. What did you do on snow days? Did you ever go out, get your snow pants on, your boots on, your Oatana, your Oatana hat with the you know the one the blue one? with the little pony <laughs> the pony every since every kid has that right right that's <laughs> right um one time i'm pretty sure we had a snow day and i like walked all the way to kevin's house like the the one you lived in in high school yes oh wow that I th- i'm pretty sure that happened i don't know i put my snow pants on and just like trekked around town that was kind of fun yeah yeah because like some one time we all went out and uh, we walked along like this frozen river. Oh, yes. And we, <laughs> we were exploring like culverts and shit. I, that, that was you, me, and Kevin, wasn't it? No, I don't. Do you uh, remember that time that you, me, and Kevin went out dinking around the winter yes, time? Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think my cousin, <laughs> he came along. I, I still remember that because I didn't wear gloves. And my hands got so yeah. freaking cold. Yeah, you were. I think you were a senior in high yeah, school. Yeah, that was so stupid. Why didn't I have gloves? <laughs> I, I was wearing a fucking Harry Potter type scarf. Remember, yeah, but the, those are just my school colors, man. Dude, we we <laughs> we took a dope ass picture that had a bunch of orbs all around us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was a, yeah, and that was at night. Yeah, too. we were just fucking around at winter at night. I didn't have gloves on, like an idiot. I think that's why I such like. I, today i still think i have hand problems because i was just fucking around yeah. like that yeah i definitely got like like minor frostbite yeah. somewhere somehow like or just like the the blood vessels some blood vessels were destroyed i don't think it was very i don't think it. i think it was like 20 some degrees out so it wasn't frigid cold yeah it wasn't it wasn't terrible and especially walk i mean walking through the yeah snow. um i found out that the northern prefect prefecture of uh, japan is called hokkaido hokkaido I so i would like to visit hokkaido sometime i i want some ramen i'm just a glutton saying. dude i wish i could travel so much i wish i had the, the money to be able to just travel yeah. the world yeah but that's a problem you know uh like reading old-timey novels like <laughs> they're all they're like going on like these four month long vacations through like Europe and shit, mm-hmm. and or you're like going to bullfights and shit. Like any Hemingway novel ends in a bullfight, so, <laughs> or 
and then they they're like fucking hobbits they have like eight meals in a day and i don't know <laughs> all of hemingway <laughs> stories yeah um everyone just loses their manhood yeah uh actually in the one i'm talking about it i think he he has some sort of war wound where his testicles yeah, are yeah i think isn't that for the whom the bell tolls <laughs> yes yep <laughs> brett's got a bullfighter <laughs> the guy's like losing his mind he's getting cucked <laughs> god well should we wrap her up yeah let's wrap it we you got football to watch oh, Sam. It's still not for a while but i do have some snacks to make yeah <laughs> but uh let's do some plugs um I'd like to invite you all to follow us on uh, Twitter at it. at explore underscore pod. You got it down now. And, and then yeah. if you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, it is uh, patreon.com slash let's explore this, right? Uh-huh. It checks out. Yep. Just found it. Three <laughs> bucks a month. You can contribute to the pod. Uh, become a friend of the pod. We appreciate it. If you choose to, if you don't and just want to listen free, that's fine too because we're not... We just want listens. Yeah. I already bought this clip. I mean, I already paid off the credit card bill like a year ago almost. <laughs> <laughs> That's old money. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's good. Adam, you actually brought up a good point. Uh, make sure you use your credit card for Patreon subscriptions. Yeah. Build build yes. that credit. If you don't have a credit yep. card, uh, um, make sure you take out two or three. I'm I'm I I, <laughs> I am just kidding. Subs- I am subscribe on every single credit card <laughs> yeah. you got. <laughs> Rack it up. We we are one hundred percent joking. Do not do that. Um yeah. but uh thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, we love you. Have a happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Don't forget you get- And guys, if you if you if you mess up, just just tell her there there was an embargo or something. Next tell her you'll get it right next year. <laughs> tell her the truckers stopped the shipment that it was coming from canada yeah <laughs> your cute little valentine it got lost whoops <laughs> <laughs> saved you some time all right see you folks i love you bye